Welcome back to the Coyotes, Chirp and Yotes podcast. Excuse me, I guess I messed that up. Uh, or your favorite fan-made podcast. Boys, we had a bit of a rough week, I think, um, game-wise. But uh, before we get into that, boys, how are we doing? Doing pretty good, as long as you don't uh, pay attention to the product out there on the ice. <laughs> I would agree there, man. It's It's been rough and painful to watch i know that uh you know we've kind of been alluding to this on all these previous podcasts i i don't think that we thought it would be to this extent but it has been quite uh painful and cringe to watch and i mean it's what needs to happen but i i I think we all thought that we were going to be a little bit more competitive than this so it's it's a little rough but you know we're, we're, we're doing good how about you haynes uh, I've been good, you know, just working, writing, YouTube show, which I got Grandy and Tyler on last week, which is amazing, guys. Um, other than that, yeah, you know, it's rough. Um, not only do we have to watch it, but, boys, I have to write about it. So I, I get I get kind of screwed, double-ended there. Not only do I have to watch the product on the ice on TV, but I have to write about how bad the product is afterwards. Um, Fantastic. I mean, there's some positives. You know, I just wrote about today an article released about Dyson Mayo. That's an amazing read. His journey from being drafted in 2014, 2015 till now. Uh, that's an interesting read. That's a little bit of positive, kind of a break from, you know, talking about losing and rebuilding. But, you know, going to be a long season. But, you know, all we can hope for is a better future. Absolutely. And uh, before we kind of get more into it, I just want to do a quick apology. This is episode 20 again because, uh, well, can't tell us my internet, our connection to each other, whatever it may be. Uh, so we had a scrap last episode. But so far, this episode and my internet is performing beautifully. Moved locations. And it's uh, hopefully I don't sound too echoey here. We have to fix that. But yeah, just so this episode should come out the normal time, uh, hopefully. And uh, we'll get it started. So, boys, if I may, before we get into it again, another side, I had something interesting happen to me this morning. Uh, one of those stories that you're like, there's no way. But then they show you the picture, and you're like, holy crap, you weren't kidding. A uh, guy came in to fill in for us at our store. And we just having to, I don't know how hockey got on the subject, but he's like, oh, yeah, I'm from Tampa Bay Lightning fan. I was like, oh, that's cool. He's like, yeah, I got to meet them all. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, my uh, brother's friend's dad, and I was like, you know how those stories start, is the assistant GM. I was like, what? He's like, yeah. I was like, okay. And he's like, yeah, I even got to drink from the Stanley Cup when Steve Stamkos held it. I was like, there's no way that's real. And sure enough, he pulls up his Instagram, and there it is. He's drinking from the Stanley Cup beer while Steven Stamkos holds it up. I was absolutely blown away. I was, I was just, just, I don't know, thought I'd share a good story with you guys before we got it started. That is cool. Awesome. Right? That is so cool. What a legend. She got his autograph. <laughs> right. That's awesome. Hey, <laughs> if, uh, if I ever write for the Coyotes full-time directly for the team and not for a website down the line, and we, you know, happen to win a Stanley Cup in five, six years, if I ever get to share a drink with whoever's on the team at that time, Dylan Gunther. Let's just go Dylan Gunther, Josh Stone. And we do win the Stanley Cup down the line. I'm riding for him. I'll make sure you boys have a front row seat to come get a drink out of the Stanley Cup as well. I would die. Please do. <laughs> you can oh. put me in the ground after that, honestly. Like <laughs> yep. If that was like the last wish, like, hey, you could drink beer from this as Josh Stone holds it, you, you can go ahead and end my life. It's fine. I'm good. I've lived my full life. <laughs> I'm ready to turn it in. I'm At that point, I'm ready to turn it in. <laughs> I will have the nectar of gods at that point. So. Exactly. I'm good. I, I, how can I live any more than that? Having kids? Having them go to college? No. That is peak living, my friends. Peak <laughs> living. <laughs> well, anyways. Cerveza. 
Yeah, exactly right. Hopefully it's Shiner. But we have a bit of a rough start for some of our favorite coyotes. Uh, Schmaltz and Chikrin. Well, I guess he's... Well, you know what I mean. But especially Chikrin's having a bit of a rough start. And I wanted to get your boys' opinion on uh, what you think may be causing it, or if maybe hopefully it's just a rough patch. Uh, what, do you, what do you think, Randy? Well, I think a bit of a rough start is putting it pretty mildly, unfortunately. Neither of them have really had moments that they've really shined. They're both, and plus minus isn't the best stat to use, and I get that, but they're both minus nine. They're both out there for uh, some of the worst plays we've had. Just, it's been a rough start for both of them. Um, Our five-on-five play offensively hasn't helped. We, uh, what, I think we only have two goals five-on-five all season. So I know that's helping drag that plus minus down, but even just watching them, I mean, that last game to me against the Islanders, it looked like Chikrin was almost disinterested at times out there, like like he was ready to quit already. And that's where I got really worried is it's like, man, if we're, if, if we're facing this already into this rebuild, we're in for bad news because it's going to get worse before it gets better. Hopefully he snaps out of it. I mean, it is just five games. Anything we talk about right now has to come with a small sample size stigma. I mean, you can't really talk about anything until you get at least 10, 12 games to really see what's going on. But Chikrin... That's the to me that's the more worrisome one because he's more of the future, but it's also one where I have more confidence he'll bat, bounce back. Schmaltz, on the other hand, he's had a few good chances offensively, but just seems to be on the wrong end of so many plays. I mean, there was nothing more there was nothing that stuck out to me more. I can't remember if it was the Islanders game or the game before that where they were passing the puck around, Schmaltz shoots, it goes wide, bounces off the back, uh, bounces off the boards in the back, right onto the opposing team's stick, who then rushes down on a two-on-one and scores. I mean, it's just, it's kind of just been how Schmaltz's season has gone. Just not there offensively, not there defensively. And given that his best times, he's streaky. That's worrisome. Uh, so what do you boys think about it? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of along with you right there, kind of nosing Chikrin. Um, almost kind of, man, I, I didn't want to... S- like say lackadaisical to a point, but it, I mean, it just kind of seems that way. Um, almost kind of seems like, you know, he, he's obviously these, these guys that, uh, you know, are young and, and moving forward can kind of see what's, uh, you know, what's being put around them and everything like that. Um, but I think it kind of goes back to the point where, you know, I mean, we, we knew we were going to be bad. I, I don't think that we knew we were going to start this bad. I, you know, I know we had conversations about us possibly even starting 
um, a little hot with some veterans and, you know, everything like that kind of, uh, you know, booing us for, for a little bit. Um, but, oh man, it, it, it's just been a rough start for, for everybody. And, um, I mean, Chikrin, you know, I, I have faith in, and, you know, I mean, I, I hope that he can keep his, um, I, I mean, I guess eyes on the prize and, you know, kind of see us through this rebuild. Um, but I mean, you know, just in our group chats, you know, I, I know you've raised the point. It's just like, how, how much is too much before, you know, you, you actually lose those players. And it's just like, you know, I mean, we, we've gotten schlacked pretty bad, you know, this, this first stretch of games and, um, it's kind of disheartening on one hand. And I mean, it's also on the other hand, exactly what we need, but you wish that we would be a little bit more competitive. Um, the Schmaltz thing though, I mean, like he, he's never going to be like that, um, you know, defensive type player. I mean, like, like you said, he's streaky and, you know, when, when he gets going, he gets going for a little while and it's all, it's always nice to see. So, you know, I mean, I'm confident in him as well, trying to kind of dig out of this hole and hopefully we can get a streak of him. But I mean, there's, there's just, there's not much talent here right now. And, um, you know, I mean, we're obviously seeing the, I don't even know what you want to call it, but I mean, we're, we're seeing the end product of that right now. It's just, I mean, this team is built to do something. I don't think it was built to do that thing this to this extent but um you know i mean th there is some talent here so we, we we'd like to see them um, turn around a little bit and you know remain competitive and everything like that but uh you know i mean my hope is that uh we, we don't lose those young guys along the way uh, you know just just from disheartening loss after disheartening loss or you know two and three and you know I mean, whatever the case may be, I mean, we, we just need to find a way to be at least competitive in, in my eyes. But um, that's all I really have on that. Uh, how about you, Haynes? Yeah, um, you know, you and Granny there, Tyler, kind of, you know, hit everything there, right? You know, this team has not been a good team. We knew that they weren't going to be a good team, but I would say they've been worse than expected. I mean... We're talking about in five games, this team's been outscored 25-8 to eight in four games. There's only one team that's been worse than them, and it's the Blackhawks the Black and the Canadians, even though the Canadians just picked up their first win the other night against the Red Wings. Other than that, the Coyotes look exactly like what people would have suggested on paper, but I would say worse than people probably expected on paper. I think a lot of people expected this team to be a losing team, but not to be a team who in every game except one has been shut down offensively, blown out defensively, out goaltended, can't create chances, can't get the puck out of their zone. And, you know, the one game that they did do that and they still didn't look great was Buffalo. And, you know, that's an alarming sign early. And, you know, like you guys said, Chick, that last game really looked like he kind of thrown in the towel. I mean – Granted, that may not have been the case. He may have just been an off night for him. But, I mean, he's a minus nine. He, I mean, he's still young. I mean, anybody can't expect him to, you know, 
be the exact same player as he was last year. I mean, granted, yes, you could, but, you know, you lose a lot of guys. That's a lot of chemistry. That's a lot of morale that he loses. And, you know, I think he just needs time to get going. You know, he's still probably trying to, you know, get used to the fact that it's going to be a lot of games that early in the game, it's probably going to be pretty much over with by the time it maybe hits midway through the second period. You know, it's hard to keep your momentum high halfway through. So, you know, I'm hoping he can turn around, but at the same time, I really don't want him to lose faith in this team. I want him to know that, you know, despite how this season's going to go, maybe next season that there is positivity towards the future. And then Nick Schmaltz has been a guy who, when originally traded for Dylan Strom, was not really, in my opinion, a win on either side. I mean, you look at Dylan Strom, he was a great player in the OHL, but he played with Connor McDavid, and most guys who play with Connor McDavid is like playing with Sidney Crosby or Alex Ovechkin. You're going you're gonna to get points playing with a guy like that. And do I think Strom could have done that stuff without McDavid? I do, and, you know, we saw it. But Strom has never been able to kind of transition his juniors game to the NHL level for the most part, and Nick Schmaltz has kind of never been able to transition his college skill to the NHL level, and both have really kind of struggled pretty much kind of before the trade and especially since after the trade. I mean, Dylan Strom has been scratched, I think, every game for the Hawks so far. He's been a healthy scratch for six consecutive games, and I know the Blackhawks are looking to move him from what I've heard. And, you know, Nick Smaltz is a guy that probably wouldn't be surprising me if he gets moved to the deadline as well. I mean, like you said, Grandy, he's a guy who, when he wants to be, he can be a hot player for four or five games. But there's lots of times of the season where there's like 15, 20 games where you don't hear of him. He, he doesn't do anything. He doesn't, he doesn't make any nice plays. He is not playing smart defensively. He's not bat-checking smart, which was what Clayton Keller did for the longest time. And, Keller really worked on his game on making sure he batched it better, and he's gotten better at it, and that's why he's talked about more. And Nick Smaltz just hasn't done that. He's he's kind of digressed coming to Arizona every year. I feel like I hear less and less of him on the team. I hear less and less of a role he's having, less and less of plays he's making, and when he is getting chances, he's not not capitalizing on all of them. So, you know, it's, it's rough for sure, and, you know, Chick, I hope, doesn't give up on this team, but at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised at all if, Maltz gets moved at some point, but what do you think, Tyler? You know, I agree with all of you guys. Uh, I think nobody wants to be in a rebuilding team. There's not, unless you're that crazy masochist guy that just happens to like it. Um, and it, it, it sucks. I think even I, I knew we were going to be bad this year. I knew we were tanking. I knew we were selling off assets and doing this and that. But man, I was like, you know, this, this stung a bit more than I expected. Uh, call me weird, but I definitely am like, Oh, man. And like you guys said, I mean, you summed it up perfectly. I mean, I hope Chick stays. I, I, I still see him as a face. I hope that he, he wants to stay. But again, I mean, no one wants to be in a rebuilding team. And if he jumps ship, I, mean, I get it. I hope not. But I just hope that uh, we win some games. I would like to have a, a W every now and then, for sure. But um, yeah, you guys pretty much summed it up. But I do want to, I, if I could... I will say, say real quick. I will say real quick. If we can move Nick Schmaltz in that contract that he has for, what, four more years at the mm-hmm. deadline or any time in the near future, I will record myself dancing a jig and post it online. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm holding you to that, by the way. I'm holding you to that. Please do, because I will, I will. be the happiest I will. if that happens. I will, I will. Um, my goodness, what am I going to say? So, 
in, in addition to these rough starts, these two players, uh, and I'm sure you boys, I think every single one of us at some point has mentioned about this. I've even seen a couple people just in the Coyotes Twitter sphere. We have a fragile confidence, a glass confidence, a two-ply confidence, a tissue paper confidence, confidence, excuse me. Um, why do you think that is? What do you think? Is it just because we're a bunch of humbled up, you know, kind of stuck together with duct tape and um, staples kind of team? Or is there some leadership issues? Haynes, I'm going to go ahead and start with you on this one, buddy. Yeah, um, you know, I think, and I think Grandy and you guys might say this as well, I think the biggest team this problem this the biggest problem this team has is they find themselves besides minus Columbus new, well, I'd say they were kind of in it for part of New York. They were out shooting them for the good part of the game. And those are about those, uh, uh, every, other, every other game they looked out in, but I would say there was a couple St. Louis, especially, and, you know, maybe even where it's called New York for a bit. The problem that I've seen with this team is they come into a game with, I wouldn't say the highest confidence, but they come in very poised, knowing that they have a chance to pull off an underdog moment. And I feel like in a lot of games, especially St. Louis, I know Grandy, you might hint back at this, is they, especially in that St. Louis game, they found themselves up big two to one after one period. They looked great moving the puck. They were smart. Buchnevich got tossed early. Everything was going right for the Coyotes. And then it was one goal to tie the game, and it just seemed like the one goal just shattered any bit of confidence, motivation the team had, and they scored five goals in five minutes and seven seconds. I mean, we're averaging a goal a minute for five minutes straight. They scored five straight goals to take a six to two lead. If that doesn't, I mean, if that doesn't scream just all sorts of confidence just being drained, I don't know what does. I mean, you're looking at a team who, in a lot of games this year, seem to just falter and just fall apart after giving up one or two goals early and going down two goals or going down three goals. They just, they give up. All their confidence seems to drop. They just seem to stop playing smart and they just get more careless with the play. They just get frustrated. They're trying to force things and it's just, it doesn't work. And, you know, like I said, we saw in St. Louis, we've seen in, in, you know, and I would say maybe in, New York, it looked like that. It was a kind of a close game. It was only one nothing, and then you know they scored that second. The Coyotes just kind of seemed to lose all their confidence of getting back into it, and you know that's alarming because if that's the case that we're seeing from this team, how many more games is there going to be where they go down one or two goals and they just give up and they lose that confidence and they just get beaten upon? If if I may jump in now, yeah. Um, I would actually say that pretty much every game but that Buffalo game, we've seen some instance of their confidence just shattering after a bad goal. Last night, that two-on-one gets let up, and we go from outplaying the Islanders to losing 3-0 in a matter of a period, it felt like. Um the Blues game, the Blues game was the most obvious. The Blues game, it was painful. We went from playing really well, gelling as a team, meshing, doing everything we needed to do to hang in there, to that one rough goal being allowed, and the team just melting down and not able to even get the puck out of the zone correctly. Um, it's just that in Edmonton again, you saw again a two on one get let up. 
Vejmelka takes a bad angle on the on it and gets beat on it, and then it all seems to melt down around us. It's just that, like every time this year. And unfortunately, I know a lot of people will point to coaching issues with uh with a team with fragile confidence, it usually gets put pointed back at the coaches. The problem with this is it's not a coaching issue in so much because if a what is the coach going to do aside from throw out his vets or do something like that, throw out that line that can spark something, and we don't have that line right now. Our vets are the guys who are falling apart. It's just. And I think so much of it is, as Tyler alluded to, we're a team that's held together with duct tape and a little bit of crazy glue. It's it's just ready to fall apart at the briefest instant, and all it takes is that one bad play. But it's it's easily been the most alarming thing I've seen is the fragility of the team. And just the if you can't keep playing your game after one bad goal you are going to get blown out like we have i hope this stops i hope this is a trend that they figure out and that they get nipped in the bud because i mean we all know we're going to lose games we're going to lose more games than we win and we all know we're going to be near the bottom of the league but i think we all also want more competitive games that islanders game was great it was a perfect example of what we wanted where we outplayed them for what 40 minutes of the game but that first bad goal happens and then they trounce us it's just it's frustrating like i said i hope it's something that gets fixed uh what do you guys have to say about it oh man i'm like completely in agreement with you man it's just like uh you know that that one bound that one bad bounce seems to go against us, and it's just like completely demoralizing, and you know stuff stuff just seems to fall apart. You know, I mean, whether it's you know some, something simple as you know a breakout pass or a missed assignment or anything like that, or I mean, bad goaltending. I mean, we, we've seen it all, um, unfortunately, in this small sample size of games that we've had so far. So I mean, it's it's just kind of one of those things where 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 you do hope it gets figured out. Um, you know, like I mean, we have both or all of us have alluded to it's we we expect it to be on the losing end side of things more times than not. But I mean, in in this manner, it's just like it's it, it's extremely frustrating. Uh, you know, I mean, but. I guess at the end of the day, it is what it is and, you know, all, all that good stuff. But, you know, I mean, we, we start crossing to that point where, I mean, who, who are we going to lose mentally along this journey that we thought, you know, that we, we that we would have through this rebuild? Um, and, you know, that, that's just kind of like the thought that keeps popping into my head. And, um, you know, I mean, Hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully we can, you know, get some things figured out. And I mean, because there there is a few veteran guys in that locker room, and it's just like, you know what? I mean, it's it's time to step up and kind of right this ship a little bit. Um, 
you know, obviously we're not supposed to be world beaters or be throwing up crazy stats or points or anything like that, but you'd like to see a little bit more than what we've seen so far. Um, I'm, I'm kind of confident that we can, you know, turn that around a little bit with the guys that we do have, but you know, I mean, at the, at the same point, I mean, you got to show me something a little bit and, I haven't seen much of it yet, but I mean that the Islanders game, I, I would agree with. Um, you know, that's that that is definitely the best game we've played all season. Granted, they can't you know score with the best in the league like that. They play that suffocating style of hockey, but um, you know to see that first battle one go in and then just kind of you know fall apart after that. I mean, it just kind of hits the nail on the head. It's just like. You know, what, what, where is the bounce back? Where is the rebound? Where is the fight? All, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I'll, I'll be looking for that type of stuff going forward. Because, um, I mean, honestly, after we get through with this rebuild and everything like that, I mean, I don't, I don't see a lot of these players being with us. But um, you, you've still got opportunities here and, you know, talents to showcase and everything like that so it's just like i mean if it's not here play for somewhere else like i mean you know give yourself an opportunity somewhere and i guess that's kind of where i thought that we would see a little bit more is you know we've we've got guys trying to get other places that don't want to be here right now but circumstances have brought them here and you know whatever but um you know, so I, I I guess I'm just a little disappointed. I I thought we'd see a little bit more fight out of the boys, but um, we'll see if they can turn things around and you know, kind of right the ship a little bit. Definitely, I think our uh, first wins around the corner, and I, I do agree with you guys. I think as Chase I'm just about to say the same thing. Um, I think a lot of them, especially the older vets, think they're there to write a paycheck. They know they're part of um, you know a rebuilding team they're kind of like yeah you know we win we win we we lose we lose i i mean again i'm not in the locker room i can't tell you it's just a fan's perspective i hope i'm not getting that wrong um and i think it's unfortunate but yeah i definitely expect to see more fight that's for sure um but i said I, it's just hard this is so hard to talk about because i want to i want to win games but also know that we need the first round pick or you know what i mean the first you know three picks it's hard uh haynes any closing thoughts on that no, I think you guys kind of, I think you guys kind of hit it all. I don't really want to add anything in there. I think we kind of, as a group, kind of really hit what we wanted to say on the whole confidence issue. So I don't really think there's much to add on to that. I think we kind of all kind of hit in different angles, but all kind of cohesively kind of tied back into one another. All right. Uh, our next thing, luckily, it's, it, here comes a bright spot. Uh, Keller and Kraus been doing really well, really excited, but also you might lose those guys from the uh, great rebuild, but boys, uh, if you guys want to tell me a little bit about what you think of Keller and Krause's start, maybe uh, what's causing it, anything like that. Grandy, what you got for me? Well, they've both been playing fantastic. When we had the Chikrin and Schmaltz subject earlier, by no means am I signaling those two out as play, as playing bad because most of this team is playing bad. But on this one, I do really want to single these two players out because they are noticeable almost every time they're on the ice. Keller had one shift last night where he shot the puck, 
went, got the rebound, shot the puck again, went, the Islanders recovered the rebound, he went on the forecheck, got the puck again, turned around, shot, missed the net, went and got the puck again, and passed it off to somebody else who shot and the goalie covered it up. It was just an incredible shift. And he's had several like that. He has come into this season playing like he knows he's got to perform. And the stats aren't there. He has two goals and zero assists, but nobody's stats are there. And more than likely, the stats aren't going to be there all year. We don't have enough offensive talent on this team to give him the stats he needs and the stats he deserves. If we had finishers on this team, he'd probably have five, six assists this year. But, uh, and then Kraus is coming in and he's hitting everything that moves, it seems like. He's chipping in the borders. And one thing that I called him out on earlier in the season was last year he didn't do a good job of winning puck battles. And at least to my eye test, he's changed that this year. He's doing a really good job winning puck battles. He's coming out more often with it than he is losing it. It's just, I love seeing that. And I think a lot of that has to do with the confidence from the new coach, giving them a fresh start and giving them the minutes they deserve. Um, one thing we had called out pretty frequently under Tockett was Keller would finish a game and it would be like, man, he had no impact. Oh, well, he played eight minutes. You're not going to have an impact as an offensive player playing eight minutes. That's fourth line minutes. And this year, he's been playing 16, 17 minutes, and sometimes that's just what you need as an offensive player to make an impact. Uh, one thing that I really want to point out from last night's game about Keller, though, was I don't know if you boys know what Corsi 4 is, but it essentially measures shot attempts for each team. And the higher your percentage, the higher... That essentially means that's the amount of shots the percentage of shots that your team took versus the other team. And last night, Keller finished with an 86.4 Corsi 4. That's incredible. That means 13.6% of the time, the Islanders were shooting the puck instead of us. That's an incredible game. It's just... Uh, I can't rave enough about those two right now. Again, the points aren't there, the goals aren't there, the assists aren't there. But there's reasons for that. Look at how they are performing. Watch them. Watch them. It just it sticks out like a sore thumb. They are incredible. Uh, what do you boys have to say? Um, I mean, nothing that you really haven't already said, Grandy. I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head. I mean... They've definitely been the two, in my eyes, bright spots, um, you know, on the roster. Um, you know, I think probably we can all agree that we kind of blew their point production um, totals for the season out of the water. Like, I mean, it's tough because, I mean, they are doing things. And, I mean, Keller especially – um, you know, I mean, you kind of saw it last year. He was fighting a little bit more on the defensive end when things started to go wrong. You love to see that. 
Um, and he is definitely a playmaker. So, I mean, he, he's definitely going to pick up some assists. I, I think we all thought probably there was going to be some there at this point, but uh, there's, you know, nothing yet to speak of at this point. But, uh, you know, I mean, Kraus, probably the, as we've alluded to in the past, the probably the most unluckiest player last year. Um, he kind of does it all. I mean, you know, he can be the physical presence. He can, you know, score some goals. He can dig in the dirty areas and all that good stuff. But, uh, man, I, don't, I mean, the the totals that we had come up with and everything like that, as far as points goes, I mean, it's, it's, it's not going to be there. I think we've kind of seen that over this first portion of games. But, um, it's it's not going to be there for any one of our guys. So just kind of one of those things that we're going to have to live with. But, um, you know, I mean, I know lots of people judge players on their statistics and everything and points that they put up with or the points that they put up and all that good stuff. But um, work waters where you kind of have to, throw that by the wayside and, and just look at what those players are actually doing and, um, you know, with what they have around them. And, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say start them off with a handicap, but that's pretty much what's going on right now. Like, I mean, there, there's just not much going on. Um, so, the, in my eyes, through these first games, they, they've definitely been in the bright spots. I expect that to continue. Um, you know, and all that good stuff, and hopefully some other players kind of jump on that board, and you know we can at least get competitive here. But uh, you know, I mean, that, that, that's my thoughts. What What about you, Tyler and Haynes? What What do you guys got? Um, you know, I don't really have much to say, and I mean, I have a lot to say, but I want to kind of just really hit on two areas real fast here. One with it being Keller, I know that. People people know first and foremost outside of hockey and like when I'm not writing and also when I am in the world of writing and doing journalism and all that and writing any sort of article, I will stand by Clayton Keller as a player, not just because he's a better player, but I generally believe from what I've seen from prior to the NHL that this kid has all the makings to be an NHL superstar. But he's gotten progressively better every year, not only as setting up players for assists, but he's also become a very good two-way player and he's gotten really good at getting back on the ice and defending. And, you know, I think this year with the team being as bad as they are, he's really about to take that next leap and hopefully regaining a really good goal scoring touch. And we'll see right now he's on a pretty good pace. So we'll see if he can keep it up. And then with the case with Lawson Krause, I think he benefits so well. I mean, we saw him and Keller together in preseason. I think they benefit so well. And I've, you know, I've talked about this before on the podcast and on um, Howlers and Growlers. They just they play off each other so well. Keller can set guys up, and he can score. Kraus can set up him, but Kraus also is big and very impactful player who who's very physical and can enforce plays and all that, and force you know enforce it when he needs to. And he really this year, I what I've liked about him is he's been able to kind to step out of just the enforcer role and now kind of take a better role of not of just enforcer who gets a chance every now and then he's really taking that next leap as enforcer, but also role player who can score, who can pass, who can make plays. And I'm just, I'm really happy with how they are. You know, 
in a season of how bad it's been. They've been really two big bright spots. And, you know, hopefully, like you said, Tyler, I hope they don't get moved. But it depends on how they do. But, you know, I would love to see him part of this team going towards the future. But we never know what Bill Armstrong is thinking up there. But what do you think, Tyler? In GMBA, I trust. If he does decide to move them because of doing well, I he's got my full trust. Like I, I said, too, in the uh, scrap pot, I, I drank the Kool-Aid. I'm 100% uh trusting him, i feel like with the i said on several pods the front office he's built and all that that we actually are finally doing the rebuild we should have done years ago and uh yeah that's really all i gotta say you guys pretty much uh knocked that out of the park really i mean i, I love clayton keller now I'm, I'm joined on that train thank you grandy i've seen i've seen the error of my ways i have been washed in the waters um but yeah let's just hope that the I'll big starts continue as well don't forget to thank That's me as well. I, I also want to say I had a part in that. I'll think about it. Yeah, fine. You get one thanks, but only one. It was mostly Grandy uh, who went to the, who I'll, dragged me in the I'll trenches. Take, and... I'll take it. Hey, I'll stand by being a voice for Keller before knowing y'all and just being a hockey fan alone with all my friends who I play with. I will at least stand by knowing that outside of you guys, before I met you, I've been one of the biggest supporters of Keller in his game and hoping to see him succeed and shut all these people up and saying he's – Oh, nobody. He had one good season. He's not going to ever develop in anything. So I, I definitely will stand by up that he's going to be, he's going to do great things in his career. Oh yeah. When me and, uh, me and Tyler first met, Tyler was a Keller hater. He was on was. that hate train. I was. Um, mm-hmm. And I worked hard. To he did. I bet him. too. A whole bet. You're a good man, Grandy. You're a good man. <laughs> I've been washed in the waters, boys. I'm I'm a new man. Clean. I hope he does all the great accomplishments in a coyote sweater. That's my biggest concern. But when do you guys think uh, our first win will be? I, uh, if I have to say, I'm, I'm hoping it's this week. I, I'd like to at least win one and not have a huge losing streak like the so, D-Darks had. So I think the best way to do this is I have the schedule open. Okay. I'll, yeah. read, off, I'll read off games. We'll Let's all take a vote. We'll just say yes or no. Yep. Sounds good. Fire it off. Professor Kearney, fire it off. Tomorrow night, Florida Panthers at in Florida. Yes. No. No. Yes. I believe, baby. I believe. Louis Erickson. We're not beating the Panthers. <laughs> Why not? Thursday, Thursday night, Tampa Bay Lightning in Tampa. No. Oh. No. Yeah. Nah. Nah. Hopefully not like eight or eight goals or more lost, though. I hope. Friday night, so back to back game. Oh god. Washington in Washington. No. No. Uh, no. Sunday night. I Carolina. I wanna say Carolina. that that's actually my first ever Coyotes game. I tweeted if anybody looks at my Twitter, that's actually the first Coyotes game in my life I'm going to after being a that's fan awesome. for seventeen years. I don't know if they're gonna win. I would love to because I have a feeling I'm probably gonna beat me my Girlfriend and brother are probably going to be the only three Coyotes fans there. I'm going to bring a sign. I'm going to hope Keller or Chick throws me a puck out of the boards. I'm bringing a sign, so hopefully they will acknowledge me and give me a puck. But um, I would love to see him win just because I don't hate Carolina but after the whole bringing Tony D'Angelo after they were like the whole we're against racism in the sport. Yeah, kind of kind of put a thorn in my side. So I'd like to see him win. Realistically, probably didn't happen, but I don't know what you guys think. That's where I'm going, man. Halloween. It's it's gonna happen. I hope so. It's so scary. It has to happen. So 
I'm saying no. Is this the one? Are we? Is this where we're saying our first win is? That's where I'm saying my, our first win is Carolina. Mm-mm. Realistically, I, I would love to, I but know. I don't think it will happen. Oh, so should we? Should we carry on? Yeah, uh, I say yeah. no. Let's go three more games because the next three games, I'd say, in my opinion, I I would say, in my opinion, the next three games are very winnable games. All three could be. I wins. don't know. I don't think that Tuesday night game is very winnable. Honestly, the way they've played this year. If it's Carhartt Tuesday last night. year, if Carhartt struggles as of Carhartt last year, which at points this season and a game or two, he has looked not the greatest. If he plays like that, he could be, you know, and let's not forget, three years ago, four years ago, top first year when we lost, what, 11, 12 to start the season, our first win against the Flyers. If I wasn't wrong at the time, we're actually pretty decent when we beat them. So it wouldn't really surprise me to see the Kaiser do it again. I don't think they would, but if they don't, I could see them easily being the Ducks. And Seattle. Ducks I for think, yeah, uh, I don't think it's I don't think it's that Tuesday game. I think we win one of those two games, but at the same time, Friday night in Anaheim, after a five game Eastern Conference road trip where you're flying back to the West Coast, mm-hmm. those aren't ideal conditions for a win. Which is why we'll win it. Because it's the but most coyotiest thing to ever happen. Seattle this next day. Again, back-to-back after a six-game road trip where you've just flown all across the country. Again, just not ideal conditions for a win. But that's where I'm planting my flag personally. Grubauer's looked rough. And if he's in net that game, I think it could be a chance. They don't have that much offensive firepower. And their defense has looked... Average at best. Agreed. So I think Seattle's our first win. Let's hope it's not that long, but I, I'll stand at the Grandy. I think it's either Anaheim or Seattle. We'd love it to be the Hurricanes because that would be a great first ever experience. And if they win, I'll post a video of me not doing the Irish jig because I don't know how to do that. But I'll post a video of me like taking a pod face or something on Twitter if they win that game. Or I'll take a video of me walking up to every Hurricanes fan and like telling them. You just lost a coyote. I, I don't know. I'll do something if they win that game. I mean, do they win. I, I consider myself pretty good luck if we win in the first game I go to, but I'm not going to hold my breath. I'm just going to try to have fun. That's oh, the yeah. game. Yep. Our first game. Caroline yep, yep. on Halloween. Let's fucking go. Oh, I mean, let's freaking go. You're good. <laughs> yeah, be fine. So, Sorry, Tyler, man. are you officially planting your flag in Florida? You know what? Yeah, screw it. Why not? Why the not? Team, the team that's been the best team in the league this year. Oh, Think dude. about it. What's the most Coyotes thing to ever happen? To win that one? Being I'm going to go for Bay, it. Those, like, yeah, okay, that's true. Years, that's like, true. Three-year span where they pushed them like six to two both times. In Tampa. We beat them in Tampa both years. For whatever reason, we have good luck with that game. It hey, I, you never know. Hey. And they don't look the greatest. Now, I don't want to speculate anything. They did lose... Kucherov for I think six to eight months. Everybody's already joked that you know, great, he'll be ready just in time for their cup run, the playoffs. But um, it may not be six to eight months. It's like maybe like six to eight weeks. I mean, it's going to be some time. I know he's got to have surgery and all that. I'm assuming is what I've heard. But I mean, you know, crazier things that happen. I mean, Coyotes could win oh, four sure. straight. I don't want to give my hopes up, but I mean, they could win four straight games. I mean, who knows? Maybe Car Hutton just all of a sudden just <laughs> uses the passion of just being. 
not good the last four years and really uses it as firing motivation just pitches four straight shutouts. Like I said, it's not going to happen. If it does, I'll do whatever everyone on Twitter uh, gets the most likes or like gets the most likes on what they want me to do. I'll do if we win the next four games in a row. I'll make a pledge for that. But, um, sure. yeah, I mean, we'll see. Who knows? Crazy going to happen like you guys have said. Exactly. That's why I'm going for Florida. You just never know. But, uh, Grandy, I think you have the listener questions on you. Yes. Let's, so, uh, uh, let's go for it. So, at Copper State Sports asked, did mm-hmm. seeing Connor Garland lay someone out make your heart happy, even if it's in another sweater? Always. I love Connor yes. Garland. Have no Absolutely. ill will. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I and I, I thought it was even funnier was uh was what's his name on the Red Wings or Zadina called him a midget. I think that was uh that was kind of <laughs> funny. I mean, yeah, I mean that's like that's he could come up with after getting laid out by Connor Garland to call him midget. But I mean, you got at laid the end out of the by day, I mean, you got laid out by a midget. So I mean, it's even funnier that he called him a midget because at the day it even looks worse for Zadina because he got laid out by a midget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Connor Garland's such like that kind of guy though, like. Real fast, I just want to say he's just. I mean, we saw in Arizona, he's wouldn't say he's a pest, but he's a pest to our team. He knows how to get under player, under oh, players sure. from other teams' mm-hmm. skin, and he, and he's really good at it. And that's one of the things I missed from him is that he was good at getting under guys' skin and drawing penalties. But he was also he could hit. I mean, he had the body to him. I mean, people didn't think that was the side, but I mean, the guy had body. He could hit people if he really wanted to hit people. I have yeah. no problem planting you my flag and saying that Connor Garland is a pest. He is a pest. Oh, yeah. He is Brad Marchand 2.0. But anyway, sorry. Chase. <laughs> no, I mean, I was happy to see it, obviously. Um, he's probably one of my favorite yotes over the past, you know, few years. Um, and, you know, kind of like um, Haynes had alluded to, I mean, he, he's got power, man. Like, I mean, um, he's not the biggest guy out on the ice, but uh, when he – kind of gets down into his position and everything like that. I mean, he, he can do some damage. Um, also, the only guy that I've ever seen that, to make uh, Nathan McKinnon throw his freaking helmet at him. So, I mean, he's got that belt. So, um, I, I still love to see it. I wish it was for us, but, you know, I mean, we all know how that kind of played out here. But, uh, you know, great to see. I He's thrown up what seven points in six games love to see him succeed and um he, he's gonna be a fan favorite wherever he goes so um you, you just kind of love to root for a guy like that and uh you know it is what it is people hate to play against him and every team that he's on is gonna love him so it, you know I'll, that's where i'll leave that one at real quick before you ask say the next question i gotta say my favorite personal Garland moment was when the connectee looks at him and goes, you're an angry little elf. (laughs) 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 Hockey players are the best. Uh, Anyways. At Stephen Silvers asks, Vezmelka for Calder and Vezina or just the Calder? Why not? If we're to go in there, let's go a step further. MVP, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Why not give him the uh, what's that award? The uh, oh my god, the uh, Walter Payton too. While we're at it, just throw that in there. Why not? He gets Walter <laughs> Payton. Does he even play football? Just go ahead and slap that on his jersey. It'll be all right. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I, uh, I'm all for it. I I, I love Carl Vamelka's game. 
Pat Brown, who's on Howard's Guys Me. He loves his name. We cannot say enough great things about Carl Vimelka, but we also have noticed Carl Vimelka has a very bad blocker side. And if you watch the shootout against Buffalo and you've watched some of the goals he's given up with the Islanders and with the Oilers, he seems to get a lot of times he gets, seems to get beat blocker side. It seems, it seems that he kind of has a hole in that one side he can't ever have. In the, he's always off either low. He has it open too wide, squeezes through. He has it too high and he's getting beat low. He He's just his blocker side doesn't seem very good. I mean, would it be awesome to see him win the Calder? Yes. Um, is it going to happen with who's in the league this year? Cole Caulfield and other guys who are clear favorites this year? No, but I mean, I, I like Vimelka. I think he's a great goalie. He may, may not be bad next year, depending on what Bill Armstrong wants to go in direction-wise next year. But, I mean, sorry to point the guy who asked the question. I know it was probably an all-good fun, but I don't think he's going to win it. But I think he's really fun to watch. And, you know, last weekends have been great for him, but, you know, Hopefully they don't like put him out in too many games where they get really badly beaten. I just don't want to see his confidence kind of get destroyed at twenty five. But yeah, yeah, I like him. He's a nice guy and all that. And give him props for making the debut this year in his first year ever in North America. He's played his whole career prior to this in the Czech Republic. So respect to him for coming over here and and win that backup job in his first year in North America. And to piggyback a little bit on what Haynes is saying, too, another issue I've noticed is he has that blocker side issue, but he also has an issue where, for whatever reasoning, if he's on a two-on-one, his positioning is not good in that. Yeah, yeah, his positioning, no. And it was there, you saw the other night on that two-on-one against New York, his positioning was not very good in that. Nope, and it lets him take, and it makes him give up a goal that's not the strongest, that's not a good goal per se. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. Aside from that, he's been solid. He's been great. So I mean, no, he's not winning the Calder. It's all in good fun. No, definitely not winning the Calder. I mean, obviously, um, you know, I mean, <laughs> with where our goaltending's at and everything like that, Vimelka is, is, you know, he, he's provided steadier performances. I, I, I'd say to a point, but. Um, I mean, even that's not saying much. So, I mean, and especially for a attendee to win the Calder, um, it's just not going to happen. I mean, it, we're, we're not in the position to have anybody winning any awards, unfortunately, but um, just kind of is what it is. And then yep. for the final question, it's uh, from our own personal favorite guest, Mac at AZ Sports Fiend on Twitter. To Tyler, how long has Ty been growing out his beard, and what products does he recommend for someone who might be thinking about growing out their own tank beard? Uh, so I started growing it. Oh man, probably about man December last year. I think I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna stop shaving. But I had to reset it in April because I was trimming it and I goofed. So I was like, well. I'm just gonna start start fresh, so I kind of zoomed it off. As for product, um, I don't use a whole lot. Uh, I know I like Granny says that Harry's uh, face wash. I might start using that. That sounds a good idea. I usually just shampoo it myself. I beard comb it with a wood comb. Get all those little nice beard combs. I have like the cedar wood or whatever it is, sandalwood, and an occasional beard balm when it feels kind of dry. But it's pretty humid out here, so I usually don't have that much too much of a problem with that. So. Yeah, if you're gonna grow your own, just uh, just do it. 
One thing I would personally recommend is uh, if you're going to grow your own, some beard oil makes it smell nice, makes yeah, it too. silky smooth. Ooh, it's nice. Yeah, and especially in Arizona, Mac, you got to have some some beard butter and some balm and everything like that. For so. sure. Uh, yeah, I luckily have a humidity to help me out so it doesn't dry out. But also yeah. Viking metal. That also is scientifically <laughs> proven to increase beard growing size. So Viking metal will help. Speaking <laughs> of which, uh, we've been going back and forth on, or I personally have been going back and forth on this. So I figured, you know what? Let's make it a Twitter poll option. Okay. Should I, Stathead Grandy, grow out my own tank beard? I already have the goatee in. I've grown it out in the past. Should I do it again up until the draft? Uh, uh, progress I pictures. Make, I will be making a poll and we'll be putting it up at the end of this, at, after this podcast airs. Sweet. Sounds good. Sorry, Haynes, we didn't include you because, you know, we need people that can actually grow it. <laughs> oh, where, oh, oh, I know man. you're not disrespecting me right now. I he just killed the man look on the me. air. <laughs> I know you're not disrespecting me right now. I have oh, the nicest hair of all of y'all. I have the shit I don't know about that. flow. I've already made a <laughs> promise this year for my flow with Men's League. If we lose it, I'll go back to my very, very short hairstyle I used to have. If we win it, this thing's growing all the way down to my butt, so we'll see how long I can get it going for. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see progress pictures. That's hilarious. I, I mean, if, I'll show you. I'll send you guys some pictures after the game of what my hair looked like a year ago compared to now, so you guys can just get an idea of how much my hair actually has grown in a year. What about the beard, though? I want to see a beard too. You just because you I, can grow yeah, hair you, doesn't mean you can grow a beard. Come on. I now. mean, I grow a goatee and a mustache. I, now, I will agree with y'all when I go full beard. Don't know why I bring up one here. I'm. I would agree that my beard doesn't grow very full, and that's something that gets on my nerves. It it is kind of patchy in some areas, but I mean, I have three brothers, and their brothers can grow sufficient hair, a facial hair. I'm the only one in my family that picked up my dad's facial hair gene, for the most part. So I mean, I'll take living with the fact that I at least can grow more than all my brothers. So I mean, in the, the day, it may not be as full as like yours, Tyler, but I mean, having hair and not being called like my dad, and I'll also live with having a beard while the rest of my brothers can't grow facial hair. So, I mean, I'll, I'll live with those things, whether it's patchy or not. Fair enough. That's uh, like I said, Viking metal. I do strongly recommend Viking metal. That will probably assist in the growing. It's try it okay. out. I'll, I'll look into that stuff. I'll send you some bands. I got you. So Thank real quick, you. boys, uh, I'm going to ask you the question of the week, which I sent you a hint earlier today. As you've seen the hockey memes and the Twitter spheres and the Facebooks, the Kraken, uh, decided to hoist uh, 32 into the rafters, retire it in honor of their 32,000 uh, season ticket deposits and being the 32nd franchise, which is cool. Again, uh, the memes are hilarious, but I wanted to ask just because I was curious. If you had to give the Coyotes a goofy banner like the uh, National Predators, they have the worst, or the Kraken, what would you give? It could be anything. It could be for this season, it could be for a prior season, whatever you think the Coyotes deserve to have in the rafters. Let me know. Oh, bummer. I thought you were going a different direction with this. What personal banner would you raise in your personal life? That could be, ooh, that's a good one. Maybe next week. Maybe next oh. week. We'll see. I'm going to go tank champion, man. <laughs> no one does it better, baby. Yeah. But we haven't actually won the tank yet. That's but true. We shall. I mean, we shall. 
it'd be funnier because it's preemptive. Even funnier. <laughs> Pre- preemptive tank champion for sure. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sticking to that one, man. That, that's why. That's a good one. That's a good one. Grandy, you got one yet? Nope. Move on. Uh, do uh, Haynes next. Haynes. Coyotes uh, were to release a banner, like a meme banner. I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe where it's called. I mean, something with like arena, like troubles, issues, staying in the Arizona. Yeah. Maybe something. I couldn't think of anything I had, but like, I mean, if we want to do anything funny, maybe like something with just eyes, like maybe like a meme, like a banner that says like, Glendale doesn't like most hated team in Glendale or something like that. Cause, oh, see, you know, a similar one. How badly Glendale wants the Coyotes out of Arizona. So, I mean, <laughs> well, not out. Well, I mean, they want out of Glendale. I mean, in it. I, from what, what I've heard back in 2015, we're very keen about having the team in Arizona anymore. But I mean, yeah, I, I'd probably say it'd probably play on something along the lines of Glendale, kind of <laughs> with the whole issue going on with Glendale. I had a similar one to that. I was going to say Glendale's favorite hockey franchise. That was going to be mine. But, uh, yeah, that, that one's funny. Also... That, that one. That one's like a thing of else. You go with that one. You go with that one. I'll think of something else. I, I have got, a little, little heart emoji just to make it even more the kiss of death. That, mm, Glendale's <laughs> favorite hockey franchise, heart. Oh, I got one real fast if we want to. Because I just thought of him because I actually made a gift. Y'all are funny. I think it is about the whole Christopher Columbus. Patrick Wall's favorite favorite team to play. We can we can have a banner that says Patrick Wall's favorite team to play. There you go. Because I can punch right now. Well, or it can say a banner along the lines of Patrick Wall, our one Kalan fans, Patrick Wall. We have a banner or something like that up there. Because I know I know how much Patrick Wall loves to uh, probably relive a moment of him losing his mind after laying Christopher Kalan score on him. I got one. Consistent ownership for more than two years. Oh, yes. that's, well, that's awesome. That's a good one. I like that. That's that's a good one. I actually I laughed pretty hard on that. That's good. I'll rock I like with. that. Right there, dead center. Actually, no, right right next to Dones nineteen. Just right there. Bam! Put the spotlight right on it. First thing you see. Beautiful. <laughs> last oh, what about order for two years? What if, yeah, hey, yeah. One more for y'all. One more for y'all. What about what about a banner like a play on Mike Smith? What about Mike Smith's favorite players to pass to? Let's raise a banner for that. Yeah. Mike Smith had so many favorite guys to pass it to in Arizona. Mike Smith's favorite players to pass it to. Oh, that's a good one. No offense to Mike Smith. No. Please stop. Don't. No, no, full offense out. to Mike Smith. <laughs> I know Mike Smith and the Oilers hear this. I'm gonna have the whole. Province Alberta coming down to me. Well, I mean, we have a PR department. It'll be fine. Our PR people will handle it. No worries. Oh, it's me, good. but we'll uh, handle it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't lose faith. So, Come on now. I sound, so, <laughs> I sound so much more relieved now that I know that. I'm glad. I'm glad. I, I get paid the big bucks to handle the PR fires we have to put out all the time. I'm still waiting to see where my me. big bucks are coming from. I keep hearing that, but I, I've yet to see where my big you gotta bucks pay are. In. You got to pay into the pot first. I'm waiting for that. Oh, oh so, Okay. Well, before we uh, we end off, Grandy, you had a addition to your pledge, I believe. I have that right. Yeah. Well, my p- first off. Oh right, that's right, that's right. We had to cancel. So yes, your pledge, and then your anendum to your pledge. So we've been okay. talking a lot about that's mental it. health on this podcast and bringing it up and making sure it stays 
in the center, and it is a cause that is very near and dear to my heart. I don't know, not a lot of people know this, but I myself attempted to take my own life about four, four and a half years ago. Um, so it is something that means a lot to me, and it is something that I want to help promote. Uh, so as a result, I am taking a pledge on behalf of the Chirpin Yotes LLC for every point in the standings the Coyotes get, I will be donating $3. And then for, if we get the first overall pick, an additional 150 The second overall pick, an additional 100 Third overall pick, an additional 75 And fourth, or worse, uh, 50 And then also, part of my mental struggles I've had is I eat my anxiety away. Since my said attempt, I have gained 165 pounds personally. I used to play hockey all the time. I used to do quite a lot of stuff that my weight gain has just not allowed me to do anymore. Um, so I am also going to be making a very concerted effort to lose said weight. And for every pound lost between today and the draft, I will be adding an extra dollar to this pledge. And all this money will be going to the National Alliance for Mental Illness. They help a lot of young people out. They help a lot of people out. They sp they're able to spread the money around, around the country to whoever needs it a good cause, a great organization and one I look forward to supporting. That's, but that's fantastic. The pledge. That's great. Um, like I said, we'll be churning from all of you or for you, from all of us. I can say things tonight. Jeez Louise, that Red Bull is really hitting me. Um, boys, before we end, is there anything you want to add? Bravo, Grandy. I appreciate you, man. That's an awesome pledge to make and We'll be supporting you every single step of the way and, you know, cheering you on and all that good stuff. Um, but, I mean, as far as uh, closing remarks go, uh, as always, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you all. Uh, always love talking hockey with you boys. Uh, all that good stuff. And, you know, look forward to getting back on with you next week. And hopefully we've got uh, a little bit of a more competitive turnaround. And, all that good jazz, maybe even celebrate our first win. So uh, look forward to talking to you boys next week and see you guys next time. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for the support. Thank you all for your time and day. We know that there's a lot of hockey podcasts out there and we are very happy that you choose to listen to us. Um, make sure to rate us five stars, give us a review, and check out our Twitter at Pod where we're going to have polls going, we're going to have questions going, we're going to have all kinds of stuff going to try to keep uh, uh, keep the fan base going through what's going to be a tough season. Uh, but again, thank you all, and thank you boys for letting me talk hockey with you. Haynes? Got it? Um, Close yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, like always, I'm happy to be able to come here every week, talk hockey with y'all. My favorite thing to do 
usually on Tuesdays, but, you know, occasionally it's a Monday, occasionally it's a Sunday. But nevertheless, I'm always happy to come talk hockey with y'all and I'm happy for all the viewers that are out here that are listening to us. I appreciate it. I appreciate all of y'all that tuned in last week to – sadly, we couldn't have Chase on, but I appreciate all of y'all, all of y'all that tuned in last week to catch – me and Granny and Tyler on Howlers and Growlers uh, talk hockey with y'all. And as always, you know, follow us on the Chirpin' Yotes pod. Follow me at Haynes P. Evans or, yeah, Haynes P. Evans. I just put an article yesterday or dropped this morning was written yesterday on Dustin Mayo's journey to the NHL. And honestly, plugging my other show, watch us on Wednesdays, Howlers and Growlers of the uh, Hockey Writers. But thanks as always. Have a good night, everybody out there. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your listener questions. That's honestly one of my favorite parts of this podcast already. We will see you guys next week. And until then.